You are listening to the Lucha Central Podcast Network. And now, WrestleBot with Bobby Chulo. Always great to be back here on a Tuesday. So happy that um, hopefully everything's going to keep working. For some reason, the show keeps cutting off or whatever. I don't know if that has to do with... uh, Blog talk radio or whatever, but I have everything on standby. Have I got to scoot over to the phone? So hopefully, uh, my co-host extraordinaire Nicolette Marie will be able to keep it going if that happens. Nicolette Marie, are you there? I am here. And Fabi, is that true that when the when like your connection drops and if I continue talking to the guest, does it still come out on the Lucha yeah, Central podcast? Still comes out. That just means that it's on my end, so I have to switch over to the phone real quick or whatever. So if that happens, then you just just keep them going, and I'll let you know what's going on. Okay, but you got the, it. Yeah, for the people listeners, you're here. You're at Russell Boss Live with Fabi Chulo. Um, got a lot to cover today. So first up, that's going to be coming up at about the 7.15 hour. Gino Rivera, um, I, I've known this kid for a while. I, he, I didn't even know that he had moved out to, to Albuquerque because, you know, with all this COVID and everything going on, we haven't been able to keep in touch with too many people. But um, I've been wanting to talk to him for a while. We had Danny Limelight Rivera on, and they used to team together. Uh, for a little while, so I want to talk a little bit about that. And I actually used him um, at a show that I was doing at Obergon Park in East LA, and had to make some last-minute changes. And he ended up working out really well for me. Had had probably one of the better matches that I've seen with Roadhouse. Of course, Nicolette Marie, you know who Roadhouse is, right? Oh, I do. Yeah, very good worker. <laughs> Yes, so that was way back in the day. So we're gonna got got him coming up at the seven fifteen mark, and then at about the seven forty five. Mark, we got Fernando Lepe coming on. Going to talk about the OC Fight Club show that's coming up now. With you know, there's a lot going on right now, and we're both the shows that I want to talk about are going to be in Orange County. Now, real quick before we continue on with that, um, Nicolette Marie, are you familiar at all with these with these drive up wrestling shows, or have you been to one or whatever? Because I'm totally in the dark. I don't know if you just drive up and you have to stay in your car, and you can only have a certain amount of people in your car, or how that works. Can you explain to us how that works? So I have not been to any recent drive-in shows uh, since COVID, and I also was not familiar with, like, if I want to cheer, do I honk the horn three times, or do I have (laughs) to, like, scream behind my mask, or can I yell out the window? Like, I'm not sure, and it kind of sucks, too, because it's – I've seen some shows range, like, kind of expensive, and it's like, I I don't even have that opportunity. Like, can I get out of my car and, like, shake somebody's hand? Is somebody going to walk up to my car? And then you think – like, it kind of gets dangerous, like, when I'm holding my phone and people decide to, like, have the brawl right in front of me. So you don't get that warning. Right. And it's like, are they going to slam somebody on my hood? Right. You know what I well, mean? It's, yeah. It's it's an experience. But you're actually going to go to this show and, and check it out, right? So I am, yeah. I'm invited as a plus one, so I'll be there. Because the main the main guys that we're looking forward to seeing is High Def, who's going to be arrested. But we're going we're gonna to talk to well, Fernando I'm about that. I'm looking forward to seeing them, and I'm looking forward to seeing Legacy. I'm looking forward to seeing them too, but I am also looking forward to seeing Phoenix Star and Zokery. I think they're, you know, it, the card might have changed. I don't know for sure. So, so we'll, uh, when we get Fernando on here, he can update us and let us know for sure what's set in stone. Because as you know, if you look at the bottom, is always card subject to change because you never know what's going to happen. So we'll, we'll make sure that we have the lineup set in stone. Uh, from the beginning, you got Fletch Fugaz against Chaz Herrera. That's going to be slamming. You know, as you know, I've been. Uh, Super high on Fletch Fugaz. I brought him down for my show. Uh, we brought him down for Lucha Libre Alliance when it was in Long Beach and stuff. So I think that's going to be a good matchup. And we saw Chaz Herrera over at Enoki Dojo show. And I think this match 
will suit him better than the one we saw him at Inoki oh, Dojo. Yeah. So we look forward to that. Uh, Koto here, a little too small for Uncle Chaz, don't you agree? Oh, yeah, I like Koto, though, yeah. No disrespect, yeah, but, I like Koto. But too small? He's too small for that guy, man. It, too, it was too much for him. But anyways, that that was in the past. But it, it's a good card coming up. Uh, seeing Bodai, I've, I've been high on that guy for a while. I saw him uh, when he wrestled Mikey O'Shea and really, really put on the show. So we'll, when we get Fernando and we'll talk all about that, get the updated card, make sure that everything's set in stone, and then talk about that. Talk about what the what the specific rules are or whatever, because if it's 60 bucks a car, we're Mexican. I'll fit 20 people in there like it's nothing. You know what I mean? So so yeah. we'll, we'll see what the specifics are on that. I don't know if it's like uh, 60 bucks a card load for people fitting in comfort. What if you bring a van? What if you bring a 12-passenger van? I mean, that's that's a lot. That's a lot. Well, I don't know if going to say I... Imagine if I invite you guys, like, hey, you guys better give me 20 bucks each, man. That's expensive. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So, And then uh, is it bring your own snacks, or do you bring your own drinks? Or are they going to sell them there? Can you yeah. get out of your car to go buy some snacks? I mean, it, it, there's a lot of questions. There is. Go ahead. Hold on one second. Sorry, I had to take a sip because I was about to start coughing. So that we got that coming up, and then this weekend, there's a whole – you know, it, it, wrestling itself is really slowly – trying to get back to to normal or trying to get some stuff going because it's been so long so this saturday at lucha libre alliance they're going to be having a big um i wouldn't call it a live broadcast because they're not doing the radio but let's say a uh a uh showing or whatever you call it uh, uh, with the wrestlers at puerto escondido man i looked at the food it is ridiculous the, the food that they have oh they got a seafood plate that is slamming and i wanted to go but I'm probably not going to be able to make, but I think Nicolette Marie is going to go and check that out because all the guys from Lucha Libre Alliance are going to be there. The Chivos, um, uh, Power Baby Genesis is going to be there. Uh, Alas hey, de Oro. Bobby, can, you give go the name, can you give the name of that restaurant too? Because I was telling people it was Puerta Peñasco or Puerta <laughs> Vallarta, and then it's, you're like, no, it's, that's not where we're going. Puerto Escondido, and it's a seafood place. It's in East LA. It's right off of Whittier, and I think it, if if you look it up in Indiana, Puerto Escondido, or you could go to uh, Leonardo Solis. You can go to his Facebook page, and he has all the information up on there. They're gonna have music. They're gonna have people singing. They're gonna have appearances. They're gonna have a raffle. They're gonna have giveaways. All kinds of stuff for the kids. If, if you remember back in the day when when Lucha Libre Alliance was was thriving before all this COVID hit, they would do it at the hometown buffet. Every Thursday before the, the wrestling, they would go and they would have a big raffle for the kids and they would give stuff away and take some pictures and bring all the wrestlers down to promote the show. So it's kind of the same thing, but it's going to be at uh, Puerto Escondido. So you could check that out over there. I'm looking, looking forward to checking that out, but I'm not going to be able to make it. So hopefully Nicolette Marie can make a, uh, an appearance over there and let us know how everything went. I just want to know how the right. food is because it looks. I'm it definitely looks like going to try to go and go to the correct place because I guess I was like halfway to Mexico. The directions yeah, I was Puerta, getting. If you go to Puerta Peñasco, that's a two-hour drive from TJ, and I didn't even go when we went. It was it was myself, Bronx Bomber, Pero Russo, uh, Vampiro, Super Porky. Um, I can't remember who. Oh, uh, Mascarita Sagrada, the the original Tineblas. In a 12-passenger van, like we were just talking about, with no air conditioning, they were going to go from TJ to Puerto Peñasco. But it, it that's was hoping to get Vampiro on the show because, you know, uh, Nicolette Marie, how he has the the uh, documentary coming on because I wanted to yeah, talk to him. The about rise and fall of Vampiro. Yeah, at the, at the Lucha Libre uh, 
at the expo, I didn't get a chance to talk to him because we went, we wrestled in TJ. Cause I remember I put it up on my Facebook when we had, when we wrestled in TJ and then we went to Ensenada after that. And when we woke up the next morning, they, they had shot up the whole revolution street, you know, and people, they even killed like two clergymen, two priests or whatever. And, and it was myself, Vampiro, Bomber, Perruso and, and Kiss, uh, from the promoter from, from, uh, that was that taking us up there. So I was telling uh, him, hey, man, they shot up the whole, you know, revolution. Or what? And they go, oh, no, no, they, they won't shoot the wrestlers. They just, you know, they, and I'm like, so they're not going to ask if you're a wrestler or whatever. So we did the show in, in Ensenada, and then I didn't even go to Puerto Peñasco. I said I went home. So I went, and, and everybody else went on. But from what I hear, which I wanted to ask about, Peter, was horrible because it was a two-hour drive with a bunch of people in a 12-passenger van with no air conditioning and Bomber told me it was murder or whatever, so I wanted oh to ask him goodness. about that. So his his people reached out to us uh, just yesterday and said, "Hey, you oh, know, we still amazing. want to come on." Yeah, but I told them, I said, "I'll make room for you. Just come, you know, come on." They want to bring the director on, and then of course um, Ian Hodgkin Vampiro himself to come on. So hopefully we can get them next week and talk okay. a little bit about. It. He was he was out here in L.A. doing. Uh, some filming and getting up like at five o'clock in the morning to take these long walks and doing all this stuff or whatever. So there's, there's a lot to talk to him about. So hopefully we can, we can get him on there. So definitely want to talk to him about that. But not only that, which just kind of came to fruition in the last two days, you know, Orange County Championship Wrestling is having a show. And that's, I don't know. Do you have any idea, Nicolette Marie, is that going to be an outside show? Is it going to be, because it's a dojo show. So, I don't know if they're able to have it inside with specific seating or what. Have, have you heard anything about about that show at all? Um, you know what? When we had the opportunity to go to Paul's photography, I did hear a little bit about it. Um, I was not invited. I don't think there was any malice intent to not invite me, but I heard that a lot of people got uh, blown up like their uh, inbox and everything. I didn't receive an invitation, but it is open to everybody. Um, I've actually I've worked a dojo show before. I do know that they open up that like um, steel like uh what is it like the roll up thing? They open up that. Yeah, the big, yeah, the roll-up door. Right, right, right. And um, so I guess that they're sitting people outside. I don't know how many rows they can do. I don't know if they're taking the ring outside. But um, well, they could, yeah, you're right. They could probably, you know, open up that big roll-top door and then just space it because they know they have like a, some bleachers or whatever. So I don't think they could just space everybody out and everybody could just watch from from there. They they could be just not letting anybody inside. Well. Hopefully, whoever's wrestling or whoever goes to, we can have them come and let us know. Because if that's the case, maybe they could start, you know, start to do some shows in Orange County or whatever. Because you know, it's been a long time since we've had some wrestling out here, so we definitely look right. forward to that. I'm so definitely looking forward to Fernando's show. Remind me to let him know, but uh, I haven't been out to eat out like dining outside, so I'm going to make sure that we drive around and find a restaurant to go eat at. I'm taking my picture. I'm posting it. Oh, so I'm super looking forward to it because Orange County is open. Well, there's plenty of places to, to eat out there. Hold on. Sorry, catch me right when I'm taking a drink. Because we've actually went out there when I worked for On The Mat at the OC Hangar to go cover um, LFA, Legacy Fighting Alliance. And there's plenty of places that, that are down there. It's right up to 405. And I think you'd get off. It, it might be Fountain View or something like that. I can't remember the name of the street that we got off. And it just take, it'll take you straight to it. So there's there's plenty of places. I remember we we tried to stop at Starbucks after, but it was after ten they closed, so we weren't able oh, to get no. some Starbucks. But there is there is quite a few places over there, and that, I'm just interested to see how all that works. I mean, I haven't been to a drive-in show. Well, I haven't been to a drive-in since I was a kid, so who knows? But anyway, I'll Facetime you from there, and I will also get a photo with Superboy, and I'll send it to you. Okay. 
Okay, perfect. That cool. That would be splendid. And also Leonardo Solis, all those guys are going to be there too. So yes. it should be a, a pretty packed show. So let's go ahead and take and find out what Denise Salcido has for us this week. And we'll come back. We'll talk to Gino um, Rivera. Talk a little bit about back in the day as well as what he's got going. And moved out to Albuquerque for what reason? I think maybe the property's cheaper out there, but I don't know how the wrestling is. So we'll find out from we'll right back with Gino Rivera right after this. Hang on, everybody. Hey everyone, it's Denise Salcedo here in Lucha Central Central with a reminder of where and when to catch all of the great network content this week. Get the full lineup and listen to all of our shows in the podcast network section of LuchaCentral.com. Monday, Lucha Libre figures and facts returns with a brand new episode. Find the video version of each episode on the Lucha Central YouTube page at LuchaCentral.com. Or listen on your favorite podcast platform. On Tuesdays, Mass, Mass, and Mayhem takes you inside the world of Lucha Underground as they take you weekly through the series with the benefit of hindsight and the benefit of special guests from the groundbreaking series. Check out the premiere video stream every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Lucha Central YouTube channel and at LuchaCentral.com. Then listen to it on your favorite podcast platform every Wednesday. Tuesday nights live is WrestleBoss, where Fabi Chulo talks MMA and pro wrestling with special guests and listener Collins. Visit WrestleBossLive.com Tuesday nights at 7 p.m. Pacific to listen live or call in with questions or download the show on podcast platforms on Wednesdays. Wednesday nights live on Facebook, it's Spanish show La Mesa de los Margaros, giving you both the news and the cheese made from around the lucha world. Special guests and a whole lot of fun make it one of the most talked about shows in Mexico. Thursdays, it's straight out of the bodega with Papo Esco and PWR promoter Gabriel Ramirez as they have guests from throughout the wrestling world pull up to give an inside look into their careers. From indie standouts to television superstars, each week brings a new name and perspective. On Friday, it's your double dose of Lucha Central weekly podcast. One in English y el otro en Español. Lucha Central Weekly is where you'll find all the top stories of the week, both inside and out of the ring from Mexico and anywhere luchadores are in action across the globe. Be sure to subscribe and follow all your favorite Lucha Central Network series on your favorite podcast platforms, either by their own series name or subscribe to the Lucha Central Podcast Network show pages to get all of the shows in one easy feed. And please consider giving a rating to help more fans find the shows that you love. For now, this is Denise Salcedo signing off from Lucha Central Central. Have a great week. Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Worst chair shot I've ever taken far and away is from Capitan Oro, which is Superboy's older brother. A la máquina. That dude, no, he doesn't take no prisoners, man. I mean, guacatela si se cao. So just got to put that out to the chairshot.com. But for the people listening to us, you're here. You're at WrestleBoss Live with Pavi Chulo. Got Nicolette Marie with me. We're going to be talking to Gino. Rivera in just a second, but just wanted to make sure we talked about that. But you, uh, Nicolette, Marie, you remember Gino from back in the day, right? Remember we, uh, I had him over there at Obergon Park, and then he was working at OCCW, and he had to wrestle, 
I forget the guy, Ruben something or whatever. And the dude just did not know how to wrestle, and he had to carry him. And I could hear him because I was – I think I was either – uh, announcing that day or something because I was hurting. I could hear him going, dude, you know, eat some. So we're talking about that. You remember that that uh, when he worked in OCCW? So, I do not remember him wrestling in OCCW. I remember him being really good friends with Ruben. And I remember Ruben, actually, I called him on one of my lunch breaks and he was like, hey, he was like, you have to go out to New Mexico with me. He was like, um, Gino can book us out there. And I was like, oh, no, no, no. And I'm like, damn, now I regret it. But um, I remember him well, there- doing the. Seville Alvarez gimmick and then doing like yes. the Seville, the Thrill Alvarez and doing yes. Gino Told You So and the Pitbull and all that. So yeah, I want to talk right. about that. The Puerto Rican Pitbull. Well, let's give yeah. him a call and talk to him. I, it wasn't Ruben Iglesias. It was an, uh, another another one or another whatever, one. but the dude was just yeah, the dude was just, just pure cement. <laughs> so we'll make sure and bring that up with him. Hello? Gino Rivera, you're live on WrestleBoss with Fabi Chulo. Can you hear me, my friend? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What's going uh, on? It's beautiful for the people listening to us. You're here. You're at WrestleBoss Live with Fabi Chulo. Got my uh, co-host over here, Nicolette Marie. We're going to be talking to Gino Rivera. I know him as Gino Rivera. Uh, I also know him as Seville Alvarez back in the day when he was first coming up in the ranks. But real quick, Nicolette Marie, say hi to my man. I'm going to call him Gino Rivera, but we'll see what he wants to be called from then because he said so many different names. Say hi to him real quick. Hi, Gino. How are you doing? I'm doing wonderful. How's everybody doing? <laughs> It's, it's funny because we were talking, you know, before we, we brought you on and, you know, I've known you for, for quite some time. I remember you were coming up in the ranks, but I didn't really know you till you started working for OCCW. So, I mean, how long had you been wrestling before you actually started working in OCCW when I, when I first met you? I started in 2008. I started training under uh, Santino Bros Wrestling, which is ran by Chaos and Mongol and um, the late... Um, you know, Lester Supreme, who uh, recently yeah. passed away. There was a right. bunch of trainers there. So I got my start there in Norwalk. And when I met you in Orange County Championship Wrestling, uh, that was, I believe, in like 2014 or 13 or yeah. one of those times. Because I was already in, you know, getting down with the get down yeah. by the time I got there. <laughs> but I don't know, because you've had many uh, matches since since. But, then or between then um but i remember that match in, in particular they, they put you one-on-one and i can't remember the dude's name i thought it was ruben something or other but he was horrible i mean he was the worst he was uh stiff didn't know how to work or whatever and i remember i was i was either managing or announcing or something because i was right there but and i can hear you going dude if you don't ease up man and you're gonna get a receipt you're gonna get a receipt do you remember <laughs> that match at all Yes, it wasn't Ruben Iglesias. It was Frankie something. Frankie, he was wearing that's, oh, that's it. It's it. Frankie Segura. Isn't that his name? Yes. Yeah, yes. That's, yeah, yeah. That's, that's it. That's it. There's a clip on YouTube where he, uh, he back chopped me after the match, and I got up and I, you know, threw a few haymakers at his face. So you can check that out. But, you know, Frankie was a good guy. He was just he was just really stiff and didn't really know how to work. I, I don't think he, he knows how to work still, but. I was trying to I was trying to be the good guy and then you know things happen and we got down yeah. you know we do some hands. And, and I was always constantly telling uh, John, dude, don't book this guy. He's gonna hurt somebody. He doesn't know what he's doing. Nah, he's good. It's just Punch and Kick Fest 2014 or whatever. I'm like, okay, whatever. So, anyways, you know, I I saw you working there and I saw you know, hey, this guy uh, should never be a face. He should always be a heel. He could he could draw some heat. 
And first of all, when you do a gimmick, like if I do a Mexican gimmick in, in the pro wrestling, it's just instant heat. Or if I do the American gimmick in, in luchas, instant heat. So, the, you know, with the, with the Puerto Rican thing and everything, you were getting it from both ends. I mean, it was like no matter where you went, it was always heat. So I was like, this dude should never be a face. Have you ever worked face before? Yes, I worked face for about a year. So I've been 10 years as a heel. And then um, for my first year in Santino Bros, they were like, man, kid, you're skinny, you're small, you have a cute little face. I don't <laughs> see you as a heel. And I was like, you guys don't know me. Like, I used to get down in the club. I used to, I used to actually be that heel in person. I was that, that, that guy. And um, Chaos was like, I don't see it, bro. Yeah, and plus your, your face is too baby. Like, you have a cute little face. I can't even I can't even put you as a baby face. Why don't we put you under a mask and call you, what year are you born? And I'm like, 1988. And he's like, there you go. You're the rookie 88. And I was like, that's a horrible name. But I was like, <laughs> I was like, uh, yeah, okay, because I just wanted to break in, you know what I mean? And yeah. from there, it was just, I, I, I started as a baby face. I, I knocked myself out on the top rope. I went to do a springboard, slipped. Too much baby oil, and then I took off my mask in front of everybody, and that right there ended my baby face run forever. I was like, I don't want to wear the mask. I don't care. Let me talk. Let me go out there and do what I can do. And, uh, you know, Seville the Thrill was born in uh, 2010. Yeah. And, it well, this is this is what I got from it because this, this is what happens in the business. I mean, constantly, no matter how long you've been in the business – and we talk about this a lot. We had Robbie Phoenix on here, and we're talking about working and how we're talking about Brody King and how when he was coming yeah. up, he said, hey, man, if I want to keep going, I got to start taking the lucha class because, you know, especially in California, there's a lot of lucha shows. I want to work as much as possible. And I said, see, that's what I'm talking about because you never know. You could be at a show that say, hey, man, we're looking for somebody who can work lucha or whatever. So when I had my show at Obergon Park, and this was this is why people don't want to be promoters or bookers or whatever. I had about probably six or seven matches booked and only about six guys showed up, six or seven guys. So we had to have a battle. Royal. And then the only person I said, the only person I, that I can work with is Roadhouse and Roadhouse is a big dude. I mean, he's bigger than me, big old dude. And, I and love I said, yeah. And I was like, dude, I don't, I don't think this is going to work. I don't. And then, uh, both of you were like, "Don't worry about it, man. We'll, we'll don't worry about it. We can do it. We can do it." And I'm like, "It was one of the best matches I've seen. I mean, you guys just knew, you know, not. It's very few and far between that you have somebody that that you kind of click with. And you two were the ones that I absolutely thought would not click, and you did. So I know that was a, a while back, but can you talk about? Because I only got to see a small piece of it, but I was totally amazed that you guys were able to work together but that just shows the training and the experience you know and stuff like that do you remember that that at all yes i remember that clear as day and you can thank joey chaos for everything i do um his his training brought me to the dance and continues to move forward you know because of me sitting under his learning tree so shout out to joey chaos and santino Pro. Yeah. but I remember that day clear as clear as ever. You know, shout out to Roadhouse. I love him. He's been yeah. such an inspirational person. He's always just such a happy go lucky guy, but he's one of those guys that will take it to you in the ring and beat that ass. Excuse my language. But um Roadhouse, we ran into a situation, I remember, <laughs> and Roadhouse was like, you know, we're gonna do this battle royal and then we're gonna do a match after and I'm like, Okay, are we gonna call it? And he's like, We don't got we don't got time. We just we'll do we'll call it in the ring. And for me I was like hey! 
I was like, go, go, He's go, like, go. Trust me, we got it. He was like, trust me, we got it, kid, we got it. And I was like, uh, okay. You yeah. know, we went in the ring, and I just I listened to my vet, um, and he, he moved me around that ring. And um, if I didn't have his respect then, I definitely had his respect after the match, and I will never forget that of, like, him giving me that handshake and giving me that hug after the match and just kind of going, hey, kid, good job. That's all I needed. But Roadhouse, yeah. I think, was probably the first person I've ever called anything in the ring old school style none of this yeah you know, we call a thousand spots for three hours before a show he was like hey kids see you in the ring okay yeah you know what i mean so i love you wrote out thank you but it it's like what we said you know you if you if you've been working and you've been getting a lot of work and stuff you know you start getting there's no substitute for experience so you know because stuff like that's going to happen or whatever so you have to be prepared so and and i was skeptical but then when i saw it, i was like oh thank god these guys kind of saved the show man because i had so few people so i hadn't really kept in touch with you since then i've seen that you were working here and there so take us after that you did you because I know you started teaming with uh, Danny Limelight Rivera down the road a little bit, but take us from there to there. Man, so after OCCW, um, what's that called? I just started working the luchas, you know, the lucha scene. And I tried to, you know, sharpen up my lucha skills and stuff like that. And I was having so much fun. And then uh, a company came into town and there were more blood and guts. So for me, I like the experience. I was trying to okay, let's go into Lucha. Okay, let's go into Deathmatch scene. Okay, let's go, in, yeah. you know, on TV. I was just trying to go anywhere and anywhere, uh, any place and anywhere that I can, and I can learn. So I went from, you know, from the American style, from, you know, Long Beach to OCCW to Santino's to going to the Lucha style to going to the Deathmatch style. And um, uh, it kind of, you know, it was kind of hard, you know, because that was not my style, but they were leading up to that. And I was a wrestler and I was like, uh-uh. No thumbtacks, no, none of that for me. I'm good. I'm a wrestler, <laughs> pure wrestler, entertainer, you know what I mean, wrestler. And um, things didn't work out there in L.A., so I got a call from Hollywood, uh, David Marquez. Shout out to David Marquez. Yeah. Uh, I'm in primetime right now. He's doing his thing. But he yeah. called me, and he's like, hey, kid, are you finally ready for the big leagues? And I'm like, yes. And he was just like, I got an idea. I, I, I see that you're a loudmouth Puerto Rican, and I'm Puerto Rican, and I know another Puerto Rican who's not doing much of anything. Would you like to get into a tag team with them? And I was like, I hate tag team wrestling. Like, I don't want to. And I know I shouldn't say that, but I'm not a tag team wrestler. I'm a, I'm a pure singles wrestler. And um, he brought up a kid named Danny Limelight Rivera. And Danny was kicked out of, like, his school. He was being blackballed. He, he couldn't get in anywhere to save his life. And they were like, look, this kid is the same person as you. I think you guys will gel well. And I was like, I know that kid. I don't like him. I don't like his mouth. I don't, I don't want to tag team with him. I don't want to do nothing with him. And Dave was like, well, I don't got a place for you. And I'm like, you know what? On second thought, uh, we'll, we'll make yeah. this work. There. <laughs> yeah. so, <laughs> so we uh, basically came up with the name Los Primos Rivera. And we were two cousins from Brooklyn. I was the older cousin. Uh, and I brought my cousin along from New York to help me out. And we, you know, we worked our way all the way up to the very top of the tag team ranks. Like we were over, the crowd loved us, the, the staff loved us, just everybody loved us. And then right when we had our shots at the titles, um, we just, we, you know, we came up short and then we mm -hmm. just slowly dissembled. You know, I went my own way, he went his way and, I moved out of town. I went to, I was like, man, I got to travel. Like I'm trying to, I'm trying to get to, you know, where I got to get to. And the only way to do yeah. that is 
to travel. I can't, I can't be seen in the local area. So I yeah. went and jumped all over the United States and stuff like that. And Danny stayed in Cali and he's doing great. And you know what I mean? Um, we're still in touch these days. We got a little surprise for everybody coming up soon. I can't really speak much about it, yeah. but stay tuned. You know what I mean? Me and Danny, we got something cooking up. But see, that's, Not again, like, like I tell Nicolette Marie all the time, because she's, she's just gotten into the business for about, how long, about two years now, Nicolette Marie? Yeah, about two, three years, and I just recently started um, managing high-risk uh, Simon Lotto yeah. and Stephen Andrews. Yeah, yes. I, I saw that, and I know who they are. I've had many matches with both of them, so, but I, yeah, yes. I definitely saw her popping up here and but, there. But some things you, you have to do, you know, business-wise, I mean, you know, there, there's, you could be somebody that you really can't stand across from you, but business is business. You know, you, you, the thing is you want people to come back and see you. So you got to do what you got to do. That makes a lot of sense. I mean, it really does. And it's good. I, I to me, that would have been a smart move. I would have done the same thing because that's instant heat right there, but I got to take a quick, but can you hang on for just a, just a few seconds there? Sure can. I sure can. Okay. Hang on. We'll be right back after this. Hang on everybody. Lucha-masks.com by pro wrestling revolution. Bringing you, in partnership with Mask Republic, the Lucha Brothers, as well as Japanese legend, Ultimo Dragon. Go to lucha-masks.com and fight Lucha Strong with masks from your favorite Lucha legends and pro wrestling revolution luchadores. Stay safe in style and represent your favorite luchador. Get yours now at lucha-masks.com, powered by Pro Wrestling Revolution. If you're listening to this and you haven't visited LuchaCentral.com, it's time to do it. LuchaCentral.com is the online home for Lucha Libre, where you can get all of the top news in English and in Spanish. Find the best curated video content and original content not seen anywhere else. Find when Lucha Libre events would be happening in your area. Find photo galleries from top photographers covering Lucha Libre around the world. From weekly polls to annual awards. Seen and read by top executives in all of the major Lucha Libre promotions across the globe. And on top of that, it's free. LuchaCentral.com, your centralized place for all things Lucha Libre. You are listening to the Lucha Central Podcast Network. And now, WrestleBot with Bobby Chulo. Talking to Gina Rivera real quick, uh, Nicolette Marie. Every time I hear that the Lucha Mask, you know the Lucha uh, Mask dot com, and they talk about Ultimo Dragon, the only thing that comes to mind is when we we're at the first Lucha Expo. I remember he was coming out of the bathroom, and they were like, "Oh, can we take a picture?" He's like, "No, no, no, you got to go to my booth. You got to go to my booth." You remember that? Just uh, oh, Nicolette. I don't remember that, but I remember Aerostar was next to him, wasn't he? And he had to like turn on the mask every time somebody wanted to take a photo with him, and he had like yeah. the light switch. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah but dude, Ultimo Dragon's masks were like, uh, what were they? Two hundred and forty or, or three hundred bucks for one mask, right? Oh, I didn't even look at the merch table, but I did get a picture with him though. Hey, he's he's a legend, but that's a lot of money. Well, we'll pose that to our guest, Gino Rivera. Hey, would you pay three hundred bucks for a mask? Bro, I was just about to say that. I was like, shoot, <laughs> if you guys only know the room I'm sitting in, I'm recording myself, and you guys can't see, but the room I'm sitting in, I would have bought that mask. Uh, I, I'm a big memorabilia collector. I've got things from Japan, Mexico, Brazil, yeah. you name it. I got it. You know what I mean? Well, so, um, yeah, I would have spent some change on that. I think it would have been worth well, 
let me tell you something. You're not the only one. That, that dude had a line and a half for the, for the first day. He had a ton of people. Second day, he had a few people. Then he had to go wrestle, so it kind of went down. But people, he brought a ton, and he, he sold quite a few. I would say him, uh, Black Tarus, and there was somebody else that sold a grip of mass, like Psycho Clown or one of those guys. Sold, sold a grip. Go ahead. Probably Pentagon. Oh, yeah, Pentagon. Oh, yeah. And uh, Ray Phoenix, yeah, you're right, you're right. So, anyways, real quick for the people uh, listening to us, you're here at Russell Boss Live with Fabi Chulo. We're talking to Gino Rivera, talking about you know making moves, and and it's funny that that you said that because you know a lot of the young wrestlers that are, that are coming up, they they go to a school now and they they stay at that school because the promoter's gonna that who runs the school's gonna book them all the time, and they'll say, well, you're paying your dues, so you know whatever. So they get kind of content and they get a little scared. To get out of their comfort zone So the guys I'm talking to I'm like dude you gotta get out of your comfort zone You gotta go hey man you might know, not know How this guy works but you know you, you, gotta, you gotta do what you gotta do You gotta be able to work with anybody Do, do you kind of see that now I mean, you know, Because you've been in the business for quite some time uh, You know to me The mark just like you, you uh, A good example is Ricky Reyes He lived out here for, for a long time Him and Rocky were the, the Cubanitos And then to Work at Ring of Honor, he completely left his comfort zone and moved on the East Coast, and he ended up staying out there. So to me, that's the mark of somebody who wasn't scared and was confident in his skills to to you know to get out of his comfort zone. Do, do you see that nowadays? Yeah, I see that a lot. You know what I mean. And what I preach, look, man, I've been in the business for eleven years strong. I've been wrestling every single week, if not every other week, uh, through injuries, through broken jaws, shoulders, and all that. I've gone to countless schools to train, you know what I mean, just to get in there and do one-offs even, you know what I mean, because I want to experience other things. And one thing my trainers always said, all of them, from Angel to Supreme to Robbie Phoenix, you name them, they said you've got to get out there, you've got to get seen. The more hands, the better. Meaning, look, man, we can teach you what we know, but there's other people that would teach you stuff that we don't know and that could help yeah. you. And I see a lot of this is like a school will – They'll train their 10 students the same way. Everybody wrestles the same. Everybody does the same move. You, you do good trial practice matches with the same person. Yeah, they come out good. Then when you let them out, you know, you let them out of the cage, they go to another school and they go, oh, I don't know that move. I don't know how to do this. I don't know this guy's psychology. I don't know how this girl or guy wrestles. I, don't, I can't do that. Why? Because you haven't gone and got the experience. You know what I mean? Yeah. You got to understand yeah. there's a difference between Mexican wrestling and American wrestling. There's a difference between British wrestling and, and wrestling in Canada, yeah. uh, different wrestling from Japan and going down to, you know, like Brazil and Australia, you know, there's, everything is different, you know what I mean? And you got to get that experience. For me, I love yeah. the, you know, sitting under the learning tree of somebody. I got to do it with Jeff Jarrett, Bob Evans, just yeah. all kinds of people that told me things that I'm like, oh, I didn't learn that in training, you know what I mean? And it's so good to yeah. get out. You can't be afraid to leave your state and leave your school. You know, I know some schools are like, no, if you leave here, you can't come back. Nah, man, your yeah. trainer's teaching you wrong. Your trainer should be like, hey, go go train over there for a few weeks. Go over there for yeah. a few weeks. You know what I mean? That's, I run my own school here in Albuquerque, and I tell my guys, there's three other schools here. And um, I tell them, I'm like, hey, go there for a week. Go over there. See what you like. See what you, you know, you can learn and pick up. Because I can't show you everything. You know, you run your own school, but do you also run your own Fed? I don't run my own Fed. Okay. Um, I haven't taken that responsibility yet. I've been approached <laughs> to do it maybe three or four times, but I'm like, y'all can have that headache. 
Okay. Yeah. Hey, um, it, it, Gino, can you speak a rough. little bit on what's going on with you and the Ruben Iglesias promo? I only watched a little bit of it today on my lunch break. Yeah, I, I saw didn't see that the whole today. thing. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, me and Ruben, man, we've been knowing each other for years, and he's been in the business for a long time, but he's struggled to get to where I'm at. You know what I mean? And I'm going to call it like it is. This is a shoot. Ruben isn't on my level, and he's been in business far longer than I have. This is what the beef is about. This is about friends that became brothers, that brothers became extremely close, and he's just jealous. Ruben knows that he isn't where I am mentally, physically, financially, and wrestling, and that eats a hole in him, hence why he's been taking shots. You know what I mean? I I talked to this guy about getting new gear getting a new haircut. This guy has had the same gear and haircut and physique for almost 10, 15 years. And you know what I mean? And he's still in the same spot. He's living off that raw hype that he had to go under, you know, as a, as a different name. And for me, I've been there, done that. And I, I'm, I'm making a name for myself. And I know it eats a hole in him to see that, damn, Gino is always one-upping me by 10. Not one, by 10. And that's what Ruben cannot stand. And that's why he takes jabs at me all the time. But I'm going to get him. I'm coming back to Cali in January, and I'm going to lay his ass out. Simple as that. Yeah. I'm going to show him that little brother, little brother got hands. But, I, you know, <laughs> I'm not afraid to hurt my brother. I'm not afraid to fight my family. And I'm damn sure not afraid to step over, walk on, and take out somebody I love. Are well, you guys booked for a Fed in January? We are booked for something in 2021. We are. Okay, this we just can't speak uh, about yeah, we can't let that cat out the bag yet. But um, okay, you got um, it. It's supposed to be a hair versus hair match. You know what I mean? And uh, yeah. something happened. You know what I mean? But uh, you know, it wasn't cold feet on my part. You know what I mean? I I, I didn't want to do a hair versus hair match when he's got the same hair. He'll grow back in a week. I wanted I want his career, and he didn't want to do that. He's scared. He know he'll lose. So he yeah. declined on that and had to you know one up him and, and kind of we're gonna put the pieces together, but. Ruben already knows what's coming to him in 2021. If 2020 was a bad year for him, imagine what, you know, saying goodbye to all his friends and family and fans and coworkers and colleagues and everything will be like in 2021. He's going to have the worst year of his life. Well, there's there's already a buzz about it, you know, going around now. So you know, well, hopefully all this COVID will be behind us. I, I have, Personally, I have a feeling by November it's going to be gone. They're going to have the elections, and whoever's holding us back is going to get elected and pull us out of this because that's my opinion. But I'm sure by January we'll be back to, to full time and be able to do some, do some wrestling. Um, real quick, because we're running up against the clock, we'll always have a question, you know, for the for – the week or whatever. This one is best tech team of all time. But last week it was, if you could wrestle anybody, and it's funny cause I was going through your profile and stuff and I was looking at some stuff. If there was any, because I'm an old man now, but if they, if yeah. I got the call and said, you could wrestle this guy, I would say, give me, give me a few months. I want to get in shape. I would definitely come down. It has always been Minoru Suzuki. I mean, I think that dude is just uh-huh. amazing. He's, he's 50 years old and he throws a better drop kick than Okada. And I'm like, that dude is awesome. That's one person I would like to. So we'll go back. You, they said, okay, Gino Rivera is your last match. You can only have one more match, and then that's it. You're done. Who would that person be? Gosh. I mean, I, I want to say The Undertaker, but, um, you know what I mean, because I've been a lifelong fan. But, you know, yeah. um, that's me as a fan. But as a wrestler, I'm going to say Minoru Suzuki. I want Minoru Suzuki. I want to fight. When, 
when he came out here, when New Japan came out here and they did the show in Long Beach uh, at, at Cal State, dude, I'm a 55-year-old man, and I'm marked out big time. I'm like, man, there he is. And I don't mark out. But when I saw him, I was yeah. like, damn, there he is. You know, it was it – was, that whole show was, was just ridiculous. But he – dude, everybody was knew his whole entrance – you know, and shouted in Japanese that one particular spot and all that. So that dude's still going strong. So that was last week. So this week, it's the best tag team of all time. Mine uh, is is the uh, Express when it was uh, beautiful Bobby Eaton and Stan Lane with Jim Cornette as a manager. And I just think that with the heat with Jim Cornette and the way Bobby Eaton can work at Stan Lane complimenting him, I thought, you know, in, in, in the late 80s, early 90s, when they were super, super hot, I thought that was one of the best best tag teams ever. What about yourself? The best tag team of all time to me is the Legion of Doom. Nobody oh. nobody can take that from me. I mean, I was, I was just a kid in awe, and I used to have little – football pads that I couldn't afford with spikes because I couldn't afford, you know, to get the memorabilia at the time. But <laughs> Legion of Doom was like the best tag team in the world to me. You know, I, I, I really can't say anything about that. Just everything from the entrance to the all that yeah. music and keeping the tongue out and the light show well, and just, oh, man, it was great. Well, let's put it this way. I, I Through my whole career, I've tried the one thing I wanted that I was never able to achieve was was a jacket from Ribera Steakhouse because when you go to Ribera Steakhouse in Japan and they give you a jacket that means that you know you're somebody that you went to Japan you it, and yeah. wrestled for a big that's huge but the Road Warriors have a whole section in Ribera Steakhouse so when not only do they have a jacket they have a whole section in there because they showed the uh, the Road Warrior animal on Vice Channel, and they showed it. And, I mean, they have a whole section that's got all their pictures. There's Zubaz, Bottoms. It's, it, it's amazing. So that alone, you know, puts them puts them up there. as a tough. That's, that's a good choice. That's pretty smart. But, anyways, unfortunately, we're running up against the clock. Hey, man, it was great to have you on. It was great to talk to you. You know, keep in touch, man. When, when, all this, when you get back down here, we'll definitely promote the show that you're going to work on. For the people listening to us, if you would just put Gino told you so – and your little search engine uh, on Facebook, he's on there. Any other social media, Gino, that they can find you on? You can type in Gino Told You So in any social media from YouTube, uh, Twitter, Instagram, just anything. Facebook, I'm all there. You can check out my 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 MySpace. What year am I? Uh, my <laughs> Facebook. <laughs> okay. Oh, let me try this again. You can, you can type in Gino Told You So on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I'm everywhere. Guys, I'm running shows in, in all kinds of states, from Cali, Colorado, Arizona, Texas, New Mexico. I'm doing it all, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. um, I just released a music video today by myself. I, I, I just did a photo shoot. I'm doing interviews. I am everywhere you can, you can possibly imagine. Just look up yeah. Gino Told You So. Yeah, make sure you follow him on all social media. Nicolette Marie, any last words before we let him get out of here? Um, Gino, definitely thank you for sharing the whole Ruben promo and breaking it down. That's awesome. I think that thing is hilarious, too, about the haircut. That's great. Um, <laughs> Ruben lives out in he's Norwalk. Going, he's and, going bald, yeah. by the way. He's Got going it. Bald, I believe you. He's going to do a haircut and hair mask. He's going bald anyway. So. Um, Bobby and I go to go visit Ruben sometimes, and so we'll definitely have to share that with him. He's, Ruben's yeah, my, really been into – he wants to try some of the protein powder that I have or the amino acids. <laughs> we were going to drop it off last time, so that has to be in your other promo. Ruben, you're sharing amino acids with Nicolette, this girl. This chick, yeah, oh my, my gosh, bro- I got him. brother-in-law. I got you. 
my brother-in-law lives just just down the street from us, so we went to go because with the COVID, everybody's not doing it. So we went, and he's training, he's running, and I'm like, man, there's nothing going. I gotta be in shape, man. I gotta be. But when he, when you popped me when you said, dude's had the same haircut for, forever. That's funny, for dude. So years. we're definitely for 15 years. He walks into a, a supercut and goes, "Give me the Ruben, give me the Ruben." You already know. I, they and might he, have his he picture. sits in a chair and they know what he's gonna get. <laughs> That's hilarious. All right, Gino. Hey, man, a million thank you thank for coming you, on. But yeah, we definitely look forward to that. We'll see. Make sure you follow Gino Told You So on social media. We'll be right back after this. Gino Told You, Gino Rivera, everybody. Make sure you keep an eye on him. Thanks again, buddy. We'll be right back after this. If you're listening to this and you haven't visited LuchaCentral.com, it's time to do it. LuchaCentral.com is the online home for Lucha Libre, where you can get all of the top news in English and in Spanish. Find the best curated video content and original content not seen anywhere else. Find when Lucha Libre events would be happening in your area. Find photo galleries from top photographers covering Lucha Libre around the world. From weekly polls to annual awards. Seen and read by top executives in all of the major Lucha Libre promotions across the globe. And on top of that, it's free. LuchaCentral.com, your centralized place for all things Lucha Libre. Lucha-Masks.com by Pro Wrestling Revolution. Bringing you, in partnership with Mask Republic, the Lucha Brothers, as well as Japanese legend Ultimo Dragon. Go to lucha-masks.com and fight Lucha Strong with masks from your favorite Lucha Legends and Pro Wrestling Revolution Luchadores. Stay safe in style and represent your favorite Luchador. Get yours now at lucha-masks.com, powered by Pro Wrestling. Why should you visit thechairshot.com? Thechairshot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. I went a little long with Gino Rivera because he had so much to talk about. I still had a bunch of stuff. I want to ask why he, you know, moved out to New Mexico because, you know, the hotbed of pro wrestling is out here in L.A. or, you know, back east or whatever. But he, he moved to Albuquerque. But, you know, went a little long with him. And I got to get Fernando on because I want to talk to him about, especially about this whole driving thing and all that. So let's give him a call. Real quick, Nicolette Marie, you're still there, right? I'm still here. Let's definitely try to get on Ruben, and then we'll get Gino back on. Yeah, now we got to get Ruben on to, that to, was see, great, to, yeah. to see what he says. Yeah, that's for sure. So, all right, let me just drop that right there. Put this on right here. All right, here we go. <laughs> try not to keep me dead oh. here. Hey Fernando, it's Fabiano. You're live on Wrestle Boss. Uh, can you hear me, my friend? Yes, I can hear you. Uh, good for the people listeners. You're here. You're at Wrestle Boss live with Fabi Chulo. Got my co-host Nicolette Marie over here and on the line with us right now, Fernando. Fernando, I say Fernando Lepe. Do you say Fernando? Pronounce that last name for us. Yeah, Lepe, man. Uh, everyone <laughs> has a difficult time sometimes pronouncing the the last name, but I mean, if you actually go to my to the website of uh, the Soka Fight page, uh, you'll also see that it's also Fernando Amador. But, yeah, I go by either Fernando Amador or Fernando Lepe. Fernando Lepe. But real quick, my co-host, Nicolette Maria, is with me. Uh, she's actually going to come down and check out the show, and she's been working with High Risk for a little while. Nicolette Marie, say hi to Fernando. Hey, Fernando. 
I'm definitely looking forward to seeing you uh, next week. And last week, I told Fabi, like, hey, like, let's try to get Fernando on the show. And before I knew it, he was like, hey, Fernando's booked. He's coming on. So, like, perfect. Thank you, man. I, you know, I appreciate you guys having me on the show. Uh, it's a real honor to, just, uh, you know, have you guys even consider me bringing me on the show and just break it down to you guys what's going on. Well, I got to tell you, a million questions we have about the show, but before we get into that, uh, I want to talk to you a little about MMA. I, you know, I, I, when I was checking out your profile and stuff, you were taking some pictures by the cage from um, Combate Americas and stuff like that. Tell me a little bit about your involvement in, in the MMA. So, <clears throat> so, about six, so about six years ago, when I um, – Started coming around, I guess I would say before even MMA, I started coming around the boxing scene, the local uh-huh. boxing scene. What had happened was that, uh, and a lot of people don't really know this, but I'm gonna break it down to you. Uh, I'm a second generation professional wrestler. I actually mm-hmm. wear a uh, a mask, and I'm not gonna disclose what my name is. However, I'll let mm-hmm. you try to see if you guys can solve that mystery. And if so, cool, man. Keep that a secret, and you know, take it to. Take it to the heart, man. But anyhow, moving on. I mean, I'm, I, I come from a, a background of uh, a family of wrestlers. Uh, you know, uh, I would consider them almost the pioneers that brought in that lucha libre style uh, here to Los Angeles. But anyhow, my uncle was working a, an event with uh, uh, FMLL out in La Puente yeah. or in El Monte, I want to say. In Monte, Florentine Gardens. And so this yes. guy that was working there, the guy that was running the sound and lighting, he was the production guy, and he told my uncle, hey, man, you know, we're looking for some, like, you know, guys that, you know, could do some, like, heavy lifting and labor for this uh, upcoming uh, boxing show. And, you know, you know, you got to just set up chairs and maybe scan a few tickets and whatnot. So they told me, hey, man, this is, uh, if you're available on this Saturday, uh, would you like to come, you know, and help us out? And this is how much they're going to pay you for X amount of hours or whatever. And I said, okay, cool, man. I did it, and I, I started working with a local promoter uh, out in uh, by the Valley, the San Fernando Valley area. Uh-huh. He normally does his shows out in um, over by Studio City and the North Hollywood area. Um, so um, you can also uh, check out his page. He also does uh, Bash Boxing. That's when I started with them. And basically, when I, when I started, I started off from the very bottom. I started off as a staff, just, you know, working my way in and just like, all right, I'm just here to set up chairs, you know. And in the beginning, you don't really think about it like with all, with all the time and effort that you're putting into to the work, you know, after each event that goes into it, you're picking up a lot of stuff, you know, that a lot of employers, you know, re- require you when you come right off college. So luckily I just had, you know, enough time in my hands to be moving around from working professional wrestling or Lucha Libre shows, doing my gigs, and then when I was in Too Badly Hurt or working in Las Vegas or whatever, uh, wherever it was that I was being booked, um, you know, I had to be time to go work these events. And that, you know, like, again, you know, just starting as a setting up chairs, you know, zip tying 500 chairs or scanning tickets, you know, to uh, running backstage and, you know, staging the fighters. And so eventually other people that work, um, that are cut men or other people that are that are also involved with, with, uh, with MMA and boxing, you know, coaches, for example, that train both styles of, of combat, 
you know, they, they started reaching out to me and saying, hey, yo, you know, you got to start reaching out to these other companies and, like, really get your name out there. Like, you do some real solid work and, you, you know, you when you get, when you, you know, when it's time to work, you get it done. And I'm right. like, thanks, man. You know, I appreciate it. So, um, so forth. Anyways, you know, um, one of my friends reached out to me and said, hey, yo, there's this guy by the name of Roy Engelbrecht who's doing this uh, show in Long Beach. And it was, I want to say it was um, Rumble by the, by, the Queen Mary, by the Queen Mary or something like that. I can't recall the event. Yeah. But it was an MMA event, and CBS, I guess, was also doing the, the telecast or the transmission of that. And, you know, when I first came in, Roy Engelbrecht, my boss, was really hesitant as far as what I was able to do and what, like, what duties he gave me, you know? So, like, um, I think he was just being precaution as to where, where to, to assign me. And, he, you know, the first job, you know, that he put me to was like, all right, you know, you're going to uh, pick up a fighter that's coming in from LAX, take him to yeah. Dr. Gluckman, who is uh, the... <laughs> yeah. yeah, Dr. Gluckman yeah. out of San Pedro. Yes, in San Pedro, yes. Yeah. So, like, can you imagine yeah. having to... You know, be at LAX at 7 in the morning and waiting for, you know, uh, Juan Valdez or whatever coming from Mexico <laughs> or even, you know, uh, uh, you know, Pablo Dos Santos from Brazil or, you know, just and, and you know, you just had to, I just had to be there because also I said, hey, man, this is good money. And I mean, it, I, it just kept growing with the experience because also yeah. they used me because they, they said, hey, you also speak Spanish. Can you also translate Portuguese? And I said, yeah, sure. And, you know, Portuguese and Spanish, they're really not that far off. Really yeah. Yeah. So when, when the doctor would ask me, hey, like, what's, like, can you ask the, the boxer if he can hop on one toe, you know, or on one foot or whatever? <laughs> uh, can, can you tell him to touch his nose, you know? And yeah. so I would have to translate. And, you know, even the doctors would send good notes to, to, to the promoter who I was working for or, you know, during the time I was hired as a, as a, I guess, freelance, you know, agent or whatnot. But, you know, after three years of, like, being in, in that kind of, like, hopping around, you know, from promotion to promotion and never really having that, like, okay, I'm finally, you know, with a full-time uh, company that's, you know, that's valuing me for what I'm doing and they know that the, also the knowledge that I bring to the fight game. Um, yeah. So... You know, right around the the third year, I kind of started getting bored, and I figured, okay, I'm gonna start dabbling my feet and start booking professional boxers and MMA fighters. And when I did that, man, it was it was really cool because it also gives you another area, another field to understand the fight game. You know, and again, it's both in boxing and MMA. So um, now, recalling back, I could say, you know, professional wrestling or lucha libre was the foundation for me to give me that branch to branch out yeah. to boxing. And funny enough that boxing for working for one year with the local promoter, then suddenly I get hired as a driver to work the top ranked shows, you know, uh, while they were doing the Unima, you know, yeah. channel 46 also yeah. in Telefutura. But I was like, dude, I'm telling you, man, I liked meeting and, you know, commingling with, uh, with celebrities and different people involved in the business, promoters and whatnot. And, uh, you know, people just start saying like, yo, dude, you're, you know, you're, you should start like dabbling into like, you know, uh, 
uh, being a matchmaker. And I'm like, no, no, no. I'd rather be a, a booking agent, you know, a little bit more, more, not with so many responsibilities of having to fill or commit to uh, booking a whole show, but rather to just, you know, maybe one or two guys, you know, if I'm lucky. And if it, go, and if it goes good, well, maybe three, you know. But, yeah. you know, I would, I would hire basically freelance fighters that were available at a certain way that were available for either uh, professional boxing, MMA, uh, even kickboxing, um, you know, and then if they were available, they were down to fight for the PERS and agree to the contract, I would later tell them, hey, you know what, I'm going to get a 10% off your PERS. And they would understand it was part of, part of uh, my fee for me having to go out and find that fight, that fair fight. And sometimes, uh, you know, when you're, when you're an outside guy, they put you with tough opponents because, you know, they want the home guy or the local, the local fighter to, you know, to have, I wouldn't say an advantage, but because he is a guy selling the tickets, we do want to protect them because he's an asset. But, you know, also the commission comes in and in, in play because they're the ones that ultimately decide, uh, decide who will get approved to fight who, you know? So even if we right. try to match it up, the commission is going to decide, hey, this guy's ready, or, you know, um, plead your case as to why is this fighter, uh, you know, ready to fight this 6-0 and or whatever the case may be. Right. So, well, well, real quick, let me just uh, come in. See, this is – we talk a lot about this on, on this show. People don't see – they just see the finished product. They don't see what it takes to get there. Like you said, I might have to go pick this guy up and take him to the airport because I worked for King of the Cage for three years and as an announcer. Mm-hmm. And then, like you said, when they see you're responsible, then I started picking up the cameraman and make with 12-passenger van, making sure they got everything on the plane and got a lot more responsibility. But, dude, even like yeah. the weigh-ins, you're there forever. Like if this guy is overweight, they got to redo the contracts. And they, there's so yes. much that goes on behind the so scenes we, that we do the don't purse. see. We, you know, if, 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 a tick, if, a, if a local fighter doesn't fulfill – uh, the the certain amount of tickets that he needs to sell in order to yeah. buy, then we you know we try to negotiate and be like, look, dude, you said yeah. you were gonna fulfill by saying I was gonna sell X amount of tickets, and they think that you know as a promoter we're we're you know we want to put on fights and like we're making a whole bunch of money because that's what yeah. they, that's what a lot of the fighters perceive on TV. But right. you have to understand there's local level and then there's also the the national platform levels that rely on network money. And, right. you know, I mean, I've had, I've had all, all sorts of uh, funny stories and different, you know, type of events that had happened for me throughout the years in combat sports. But oh, yeah. I mean, well, I mean, yeah, well, I mean, you, you know, you know, you know, I mean, it's, it's oh, not yeah, an easy job. Believe me. I, I know I've been, I've been, and I was doing, I had so much fun as doing so well and the bottom kind of dropped out, but I mean, but what, because that's what happened to me. I went back into luchas and went back into pro wrestling, and, and that's how I got on this show. But tell us about that. Now, what steered you in the direction to, to bring it around and, and start doing your own shows for luchas? So what happened was with Lucha Libre and the pro wrestling that we're going to be doing for September 24th, um, this is probably the first ever, I guess, in history in a way, which, which is kind of good, I guess, but... Uh-huh. Um, it's it's a pivot more than anything. We had had to pivot because uh, we were looking at doing shows. We, we, originally, we had about man uh, between twenty and like yeah, I want to say twenty shows just with uh-huh. the Engelbert Promotions in advance. 
And then I under uh, under my contract, I'm still uh, I was still was, I still was able under certain terms and conditions. I was allowed to work with other promotions, but it had to be first reviewed with my boss, and which is totally understandable uh, because you know you're going now as not only just yourself as free agent, but representing the the company. And you know, um, you know what? So what happened was, I mean, it's just like. Yeah, man. I mean, we, we we had a pivot because we had these shows coming up, and I was working. Uh, I was gonna work another ten shows on top of those twenty, and so I mean, I was like, "Yo, twenty twenty was gonna be, you know, solid for me." You know, I was already like, you know, like aiming at the moon and like, you know, preparing my rocket to take off. But obviously, you know, the pandemic hit. All this uh, kind of came down on us, and you know, when they said, "Hey, you know what?" Uh, we can do public gatherings. Well, then that kind of, uh, I wouldn't say eliminates our operation, but in a big way it does because when you don't rely on a net, like a, a TV network or a certain type of sponsors with a certain type of funding, you can't put on, um, you can't put on professional boxing fights or professional uh, MMA fights because what people don't understand is that, now with all these new guidelines and restrictions, you have to do additional testing, you know. So if a fighter was just coming, you know, imagine you're a California fighter, and in order to get clear to fight, you need to go through an MRI, a physical, a, uh, let's see, eye exam, um, EKG, a neuro, and, geez, man, I can't, can't believe I forgot who has one, but... Uh, I want to say it's it's another one, maybe a blood blood exam, but I mean that's already costing the promoter anywhere between eight hundred to nine hundred dollars. So now on top of that, you know the promoters or the commission wants the promoter to say, hey, you know what? So if this is fight week, right? Let's say on Monday, you know we start announcing the fight week where fighters start coming in, and Friday is the day of the event. Well, you have to test the fighter from the minute they arrive to their hotel. Test them. Make sure they're, you know they don't come out positive. If they're lucky, then you have to go and then you know um, lodge them, uh, pay the per diem, and then it's not only the fighter. He's also coming with a, you know with a, a a coach, you know or his trainer, his cut man. Yeah. You know, so there's also you know it's like a posse. So sometimes for one guy, it's like two to four people coming, you know, backing up this fighter, and oh that really at the back end adds a lot of cost. So yeah. when you can sell tickets, it's not it's not it's not smart to do something that's not profitable because at the long run it's only gonna sink the company and yeah. it'll be sad if there's no platform um for for, for next year for, for even to be fighting to have fights for, for uh pro boxer or a pro MMA fighter. And so what people don't really realize is that since wrestling is not regulated by the by the California State Athletic Commission, we are able to also I wouldn't say get away, but we are able to steer away from things that is not required because they say, right. hey, you know what, you know, you guys are not, you guys are just, you know, doing a stunt show. You guys are doing a choreography. Well, well yeah, it's, but it's considered entertainment, you know, right? And it's, yeah, it's, it's entertainment. entertainment right? I mean, like, yeah. even myself, I mean, even as, as someone that still goes to train every Saturday, 
with a well-known uh, faction. I'm not going to say it, but or here, also known as the L.A. family. Yeah, first. <laughs> but <laughs> hold, hold on. You know what, Fernando? I'm sorry, man. Can you hold on one second? I got to take a quick break because uh, I'm running up against the clock. Hold Absolutely. on. Can you, can you hang on for just a minute? Yep. Okay, hang, hang on, everybody. Said. We'll be right back. We'll be right back with Fernando. Hold on. Lucha-Masks.com by Pro Wrestling Revolution. Bringing you, in partnership with Max Republic, the Lucha Brothers, as well as Japanese legend Ultimo Dragon. Go to Lucha-Masks.com and fight Lucha Strong with masks from your favorite Lucha legends and Pro Wrestling Revolution luchadores. Stay safe in style and represent your favorite luchador. Get yours now at lucha-mask.com, powered by Pro Wrestling Revolution. If you're listening to this and you haven't visited luchacentral.com, it's time to do it. Luchacentral.com is the online home for Lucha Libre, where you can get all of the top news in English and in Spanish. Find the best curated video content and original content not seen anywhere else. Find when Lucha Libre events would be happening in your area. Find photo galleries from top photographers covering Lucha Libre around the world. From weekly polls to annual awards. Seen and read by top executives in all of the major Lucha Libre promotions across the globe. And on top of that, it's free. LuchaCentral.com, your centralized place for all things Lucha Libre. You are listening to the Lucha Central Podcast Network. And now, WrestleBot with Bobby Chulo. Talking to Fernando Lepe here real quick. I, I Unfortunately, I'm running up against the clock, but I definitely want to talk about this show that you got coming up. But I definitely I would like to get you back on so we can talk a little bit more about this because I, that's that's one thing I like to bring to the people is, is you know, behind the scenes and what it takes to actually get going, especially in the world of MMA and you know boxing like you say. But I got to talk about this show for the people listeners. It's Fight Club OC. It's a drive-in show. It's going to be Thursday, September 24th at the OC Fairgrounds. It's at 88 Fair Drive. In Costa Mesa, the gates open at 6, and the first match is at 7. Now, real quick, can you explain to us, you know, you have to come in through gate 8 and, and go to lot 1. Can you explain that real quick? So, yes, uh, people will be coming in through gate 8, and then you, you're you going to see people that are directing traffic um, to file in into the row. We're going to have people in color shirts. So, you know, if, um, if you've got a red parking have, uh, then you, you know, you'll follow the guy with the red shirt, and he'll designate you to where you can go ahead and park. Uh, if you have a blue pass, then you'll go to the guy with the blue shirt, and so on and so forth. But, I mean, uh, wow. we have a real we have a real solid, what I believe is a real solid lineup. Um, I, and I would another, agree. Another thing, I would agree 100%. Go, another thing but, that, uh, huh? but before we get into the lineup, I know Nicolette Bree had a question about about uh, what did you have a question about? Did the cars just drive up to the ring? Nicolette, go ahead and ask that question. Um, no, Brenda, also, too, can you give the date on that? Because you know what? The guys hit me up at work, and I didn't understand it. And then when I saw them, I was like, okay, I took off Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And they were like, no, you only needed to take off one day. So I'm a little lost on my days. So the show is Thursday, September 24th. Yes. So wrestlers are going to have to come in a day before the show on Wednesday, September 23rd. At around 4 o'clock at our offices here in Fountain Valley, the doctor 
is hired for two hours to do a, a PCR um, nasal swab COVID-19. Ah. And basically, yeah, basically we're paying for all the, the, the regular testing um, in order for us to be, to, to have a clearance to go into the fairground. What a lot of people don't know is that since the fairground, since it, it you know, it's state property, we have to go through um, state and local guidelines. So we have, you know, they were really strict on us. Another thing that I'm not sure if you saw is that um, yesterday I posted something about uh, my friend who came out and dropped out some uh, cool uh, custom-made COVID masks or yes. lucha masks, you know. And the reason why we had to do these type of, of masks is because, you know, you know they. It, it's been a very uphill battle. I'll just let you know that with the state. You know, they try everything with us. You know, and we just had a dust and we said, hey man, we're still gonna do this because doing a lucha show with this type of talent and you know the lineup and even the type of pay that these uh, gentlemen are gonna get is what I believe is a fair pay because. You know, we're not pulling anyone. There's 210 cars that are going to be there. The rest are going to be it. You know, and when they all line up or when they're all parking, they're also going to be socially uh, distant apart. So it's not like they're just parking into a parking lot, you know. It's going to be yeah. you, you go in and there's six feet in front of you, six feet to your to your right, six feet to your left, six feet to your back, you know. And we made sure that there's no hindering uh, use or any... In any way, in any shape or form, to try to have, you know, your, your view obstructed. Another thing is that we're going to have the ring on top of a um, a concert uh, stage or a concert platform. So it's going to be oh, elevated. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. And, 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 you know, and, and, and we have to do it that way because in order to, to you know, leave the customer or happy at the end of the day is that they want to have as much as of a, of a good view as possible. So we're also going to have, um, you know, a guy that's a DJ. So as soon as when you come in the parking lot, there's going to be music going on and you're already getting into that vibe, that mode that this is going to be a great night, a great show with just six great awesome matches that I believe are some of the top uh, talent from Southern California and Las Vegas. Um, and another thing that a lot of people probably, even the wrestlers, might kind of, you know, be a little bit, I wouldn't say upset, but a lot of things that me, as a wrestler, being involved in combat sports for six years, having that, having worked over more than 100 events, having worked at the Forum, having worked at Staples, StubHub, you know, worked in different, you know, local and national level events, you have a different perspective and a different type of eye or what you already think, what the audience is expecting. You have to keep in mind, right. the, the Fight Club OC fans are catered to boxing and MMA. So one of the things that are not going to be allowed in my show uh, or in, you know, in our upcoming show is that the wrestlers are not allowed to throw a close fist to the face. You know, yeah. that's not allowed. Because then, you know, you will get disqualified because <laughs> it's not a boxing match. You know, it's a wrestling right. match. You know, you're supposed to grapple, do submission. You're supposed to, you know, not be flying around, yeah. jumping around like, yo, man, we're not, we're not AEW. We're not WWE. This is something different that we are going to make history because 
again, I take so much pride in, in the family and my, my family's background because there's a lot of, of, of pressure, not only writing um, from from the company, but also from my dad and uncle and also from the boys because yeah. it's really strange to have someone, I guess, you know, young and telling them, hey, this is what I want to do. You have 20, you have about 18 wrestlers and, and, and three reps. And they all have to right. take the direction from me because there's a certain way I want the show to be delivered because I believe strongly that if we don't cater a certain way to this um, new market, we're going to lose them. Right. Well, real, real quick, I, I, I got to get this in because I'm, unfortunately I'm running up against the clock here because I only got a few minutes left. But uh, for the people listening, you got to check it out. It's Fight Club OC. It's a drive-in show. It's Thursday, September 24th. It's at the OC Fairgrounds. It's at 88 Fair Drive in Costa Mesa. The gates open at 6 p.m. First match is at 7. If you come into gate 8 and then you drive into lot 1, everybody, I think that, that concert stage is cool. I think you'll be able to get a good view and be able to check it out. Unfortunately, Fernando, I'm running up against the clock, but I really appreciate you coming on and giving us the insight. I'm going to get with you, man. I'm going to get with you, and maybe we can get you back on so you and I can talk a little bit more about uh, some of the MMA stuff and, and trade some stories and stuff like that. But I got to tell you, man, people are looking forward to this show, not only because, you know, with this COVID going on, and this is going to be like one of the first big shows that's going to be happening in Orange County. So I think you're going to do well. I really do. So for the people listening, don't forget, check out Five Club OC. Real quick, um, Fernando, what's, what's the website or social media, whatever they can go to to check out some more information? So they could go to SokaFights.com. That's S-O-C-A Fights.com. Or they could call the office. The number is 949-760-3131. And they could ask for Fernando. Ask it to me. And you know what? Uh, might throw in that $10 discount on your, you know, oh. on your vehicle. Entry purchase. So uh, take advantage of it, guys. You know, that would be perfect. And We'll definitely give those numbers and, and uh, the, the website at, at the end of the show. So, for sure, we'll make sure that we get that out there. And, hey, look forward to it. Nicolette Marie's going to be there. Looking forward to this show and maybe a few more shows to come. So, real quick for the people listening to us, check out Fernando Lepe. Check out this show, SocaFights.com, S-O-C-A, Fights.com, or you can call 949-760-3131. A million thank yous for coming on, Fernando. Sorry, i got to wrap it up because i got uh, one more segment to go through, and then we're going to be out here. But I definitely keep in touch, and we look forward to talking to you real soon. All right, my friend? For sure, man. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate your time and attention, man. It was a pleasure. And, you know, talk to you soon, brother. Yeah, I'll for see sure. you on Thursday, you Fernando. Absolutely. All righty, man. See Fernando, you Fernando Lepp, everybody, make sure you check him out. Big fight's coming up from Fight Club OC. We'll be right back after this. Fernando Lepp. Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. I got to get him on later to maybe talk some more about the... the, uh, you know, MMA. I really wanted him to talk a little bit more about the fights coming up because we had so many questions. But there you go, Nicolette Marie. It's going to be the ring is going to be like on a concert type of stage, and then you guys just kind of come in and they direct you guys and keep your social distancing. So that to me seems pretty safe, wouldn't you agree? Yeah, that's. I don't even know if the boys know that. I didn't hear anything about that. It's the first time I heard of it. So that's pretty cool. 
Well, see, that's why we have him on so that the people will know because they don't want it like they go, well, just like we were talking about at the beginning of the show, do right. we drive here or what do we do? So this way, you know, you go into gate eight, you pull up to lot one, you got with whatever ticket you have, color ticket, you look for that shirt, he'll direct you, you park your car, bam, it's going to be up on a concert type of stage and you can check out the show. Huge lineup. We'll talk a little bit more about that uh, next week because it's, it's not this Thursday, but the following Thursday. So we'll talk a little bit more about that. Maybe we can get some of the wrestlers on here, you know, to kind of promote this or whatever. Um, maybe Fletch Fugaz or Chas Herrera or somebody like that. Fidel Bravo. Talk a bit about this shit. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, I forgot. All about, I forgot. He's uh, Hey, that's a pretty good match, man, because that's the um, Lucha uh, Brothers. Uh, not Lucha Brothers. Lucha, uh, what do you call it? Phoenix Star and Zokery. Uh, you call yeah. them Zorks. But Phoenix Star and Zokery against... Yeah, against Fidel Bravo and Shane Cabrera, Los Luchas. Man, that's that, that's going to be a good match. We might have to do that. We might have to get him on to talk a little bit about that. But it was good to have him on. And, of course, Gino Rivera coming on at about the 7.15 mark. Talk a little bit about his <laughs> little rivalry going with Ruben Iglesias. We might have to have Ruben on so we can talk about and get his side of the story. What do you think about that? I think that's perfect. I think that's awesome. <laughs> hey, we might build that show up, man, and that place yeah, that was cool. Cause they, especially if they're gonna shave somebody's head, because you know, yes. especially guys like Ruben and Gino, they, you know, those guys, uh, their looks mean a lot to them. So if somebody's gonna get their head shaved, they're gonna be highly upset. But uh, it's pretty cool. We we look forward to that. So big thanks to Nicolette Marie for coming on and helping me co-host, and of course Gino Rivera and. Fernando Lepe. Don't forget, you can check out those fights coming up on Thursday, September 24th at the OC Fairgrounds. You can go to Soke, S-O-C-A Fights.com or you can call 949-760-3131. If you can't make it, when Nicolette Marie comes back, we can talk all about it. She can give us the insights and let us know what's going on. Don't forget, this Saturday, Puerto Escondidos, Lucha Libre Alliance is going to have a big uh, appearance with all the wrestlers, you know, Lady Cynthia, uh, Alas de Oro, the Chivos, uh, Power Baby Genesis, you know, a bunch of luchadores are going to be up there. And if nothing else, the food looks like it's slamming. They got a seafood plate that is, that is off the chain, man. So definitely going to check that. Nicolette Marie will be there. So make sure you come down and check it out. Also, uh, don't forget OCCW show coming up. I don't know exactly how they're going to work all that out. So if, you, if somebody's going to go to that fight or to, to the fight, to the wrestling, let me know so we can let the people know what, what the exact seating is and how it works out there in Orange County. So, Nicolette Marie, a main thank you for coming on. We look forward to you bringing us some news uh, when that fight comes. Uh, the fight. I keep saying that when the big wrestling match comes. Up. Well, I'll tell you what. I think Ruben Iglesias at the 7-15 mark and then maybe Fidel Bravo or Chase Cabrera or Phoenix Star and Zorks or something for the 745 yeah. mark next week. Yeah, that'll work, huh? Cool. I look forward to your show next week. I look forward to OC Drive-In next Thursday. I have a whole week planned, so I'm super excited. Absolutely. Well, for the people listeners, we appreciate you checking us out. Don't forget, you can check us out every Tuesday from 7 to 8.30. We'll see you, everybody, next week right here. WrestleBoss Live with Bobby Chulo. I'll talk to you then. Lucha-Masks.com by Pro Wrestling Revolution. Bringing you in partnership with Mask Republic. The Lucha Brothers, as well as Japanese legend Ultimo Dragon. Go to lucha-masks.com and fight Lucha Strong with masks from your favorite Lucha legends and pro wrestling revolution luchadores. 
stay safe in style and represent your favorite luchador. Get yours now at lucha-masks.com, powered by Pro Wrestling Revolution.